generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. They say I'm just talk, but here I am walking. The freight train straight to the top. The game has never broke into that next level before because nobody's at that next level. I'm the only one. When I was a kid, I used to visualize stadiums. You sleep on a win and you'll wake up with a loss. So I just carry on. Welcome in. You are listening to an episode of Money Mail from keepthechange.co.nz. Something a little bit different for your intro there. We are back in lockdown across the country. And one of the things that I reminded people of in terms of our clients and just friends and family and whatnot last week when we went into lockdown was to be very, very careful with what you're putting into yourself in terms of your consumption. So you can control the things that you put in your eyes, your ears and your mouth. And in each of these weeks where we're still in lockdown, I'm going to play something from my list that I've built. I've got over 150 videos um, on YouTube, I use YouTube Premium so that I don't have ads and stuff like that. And this is my bank of content that I'm happy to put into my ears uh, when maybe life isn't going as well as it can be, or even when I just want a bit of a boost, or I might be doing some training, or I might be doing some heavy work. Uh, I might be in a situation and be like, I've dealt with that before, or I've learnt about it. What did I go and save at the time to? Uh, remember to go and listen to if I get back into that situation later in life. And the first one I've clicked on there is a four-minute clip uh, from Conor McGregor. And love him or hate him, I don't really care. You shouldn't either. Uh, I think that's a great place to get to. I see so many people who they can't stand people and so then they can't learn from them. And I just think that's a very closed-minded approach to your learning. So be very careful if you find yourself in that trap. Um, I think I personally really like learning people's mindsets and what makes them tick and what makes them successful and what things that they've done because you would have heard me talk about previously about learning from, from other people and leveraging off of the, the knowledge that they have. So again, love him or hate him, he's been very, very successful and you can't take that away from him and, and he come from absolutely nothing and you know, if you can see through all the stuff you don't like about someone like that, you should be able to see someone that has achieved a lot, has been successful and had to figure out how to do that. And of course, they're going to make some mistakes along the way, much like we all do. Um, but you know, he's someone that I don't mind listening to and, and figuring out, okay, you know, what, what can be learned from this human being. Right, let's get into 
week number 65. No, it's week number 66, aren't we? It's, uh, it's almost getting hard to, to keep up with. I used to write them down before I started, but uh, I don't now because I just read it straight from the email. So week number 66, we've got quite a long one here, and it is titled The Problem Parents Have With Low Interest Rates. So we're talking about low interest rates and what what implications those can have. And when I talk about low interest rates, I mean you know, it's cheaper to borrow at the moment and it's hard to make a dollar from your money if you're putting it into the bank or a term deposit. Let's dig in and have a look. This week, the Reserve Bank left the official cash rate the same. Over the coming weeks, we're going to look at who the hell the Reserve Bank is, what the official cash rate is, and how inflation is ruin, ruining the cost of many things you buy. Before we get into that geeky material, we will look quickly at low interest rates with a bit more info. Remember we first looked at this in week number three. But what's the big problem with low interest rates, you ask? They make it cheaper to get debt, which excites a lot of people, especially the people who are borrowing. But let's look at some of the less talked about implications. People don't want to let go of well-performing assets. People have to ask themselves, what is the risk of not holding an asset? Recently, I discussed this exact scenario with an asset owner who was looking to sell up some investments that have gone up in value a lot. So for context here, this person had a number of property ventures and was approached to sell them, basically, and sell them for a lot of money. And they're very excited by this, so as you know, I think we all would be. We talked that over for 40 minutes, and eventually I got a bit over the excitement and back and forth and asked the question, what are you going to do with all that money? Given your experience in assets, surely you're not going to cash forever. So I simply just asked this person, well, hey, if you end up with X amount of money, what are you going to do with it? You know that people are going to come after you and be like, hey, you need to invest it in this. Hey, can I have some? Hey, have you thought about this? Hey, you've got all that money sitting there. It's not making any money in the bank. You should put it into this. Or hey, do you want to fund my startup? And I said, that that's the complication that you're going to face is that it's all good and well to sell these, but you're not done with your life yet, so you're going to sell your assets that are generating you a return, but now you're going to go to cash, and that's not going to generate your return. So have you thought about that? Well, the conversation basically finished. Is a great question, because if the asset holder cashes out, what do they do next? This is the concept of protecting your wealth in a money-printing environment. For many who are sitting on assets, they are now realising the bank isn't so appealing. In fact, our term deposit rates currently mean you end up with less at the end of your term than when you started. Remember that thing called inflation. What that means is that if the bank are going to give you 1% in interest, then your $100,000 is worth $101,000 at the end of the year. Then you're going to pay tax on the $1,000 of interest as well. So you're not actually going to have $101,000. So by the time you pay your tax, you've got let's say $100,800. But inflation at the moment is 3.3%. So your dollar is losing its purchasing power by 3.3% each year. So your 100 grand at the end of the year, in terms of inflation terms, you've lost $3,300. So it's worth $96,700. And then you're adding on your interest, which would be, say, $800. So you're ending up at the end of the year, your hundred grand is now worth ninety-seven and a half thousand dollars. Might have to check my math on that, but I'm pretty sure that's accurate. So that's how inflation can can kill some of your money. But we're going to look at that in future weeks. Uh, but that is 
how inflation can erode the purchasing power of your dollar even when you're trying to make money in the bank of interest. So this obviously can slow down people's willingness to sell off assets to the next user. And what I mean by that is that you hear people say, there's no point in selling this second home as the money's no good earning interest in the bank anyway. Where that becomes a problem is that if people hold multiple homes, for instance, and that, that's been their asset of choice, buying rental properties, they're not going to go and sell it to, say, a first-home buyer um, or sell it because they're like, well, there's no point. I don't want 800 grand. I don't want that sitting in the bank. I don't want to pay down the 300 grand of the mortgage that I've got left and then have $500,000 of cash. Bugger that. 1% of that. You know, it's only five grand. And then they realise, okay, the, uh, inflation's going to kill that anyway. So they go, well, there's no point in selling that home. Might as well hold on to it. And that's often how, well, can be part part and one of the ways that houses, for instance, don't then move to who could potentially be the next user. Of course, there's still someone renting it, so there's that side of it as well, and continuing to look after um, you know people that that choose and want and want to rent or or need to whatever their situation may be. But it can slow down the willingness of people to sell off their assets. Now consider that a lot of the large asset holders are the generation who are used to the bank and safety and good interest returns. Now even the things that they learnt are gone. So these people, they need to learn too, don't they? Financial advisors should be the busiest they've ever been as people look for returns that will keep them satisfied. So that's people that help people invest in the share market or build a financial plan over time. Those people, this this is their time. This is their time to be providing advice and to be absolutely crushing it because so many people need to be educated in this space from young people through to older people who even have the assets. Now then, it's also time to remember that since 2016, the country has turned 400,000 savers into share investors through sharesies. Now, starting a sharesies account is a deliberate decision. You're choosing to do it. This is without factoring in those learning about the markets via their KiwiSaver exposure, a somewhat encouraged decision. I think there's... Close to 3 million people in KiwiSaver now. I might have to dig out the latest data, but that's 3 million people that are in some way learning about the share market and they're not necessarily doing that purely out of their own interest and out of their choice compared to the sharesies investors, for instance. They're sort of doing it because it's, you know, it's what you're, you're supposed to do and there's incentives to do it, and so most people do. So just comparing the KiwiSaver investors to the Sharesies investors, there's 400,000 Sharesies investors, for instance, and then you've got your Hatch and all, all the other ones. Those people are deliberately standing up and being like, oh, I want to learn or I want to put money into the share market. So I think there's, there's a big wave there. And I believe that this will mean a fundamental shift in our education levels and risk appetites for a huge portion of our population. A great way of thinking... Uh, this is going to be, sorry, a different way of thinking leads to new actions and new choices. This will obviously take years and years to watch play out in full. The thing for the younger people to think about is to not get complacent too. The game is always changing and we always need to adapt as it changes. Perhaps interest rates will rise temporarily again and then fall or they might continue to rise. So at the moment there's a lot of people that think interest rates are going to rise to combat inflation and that could happen. Um, But the Reserve Bank left the official cash rate the same at the moment, so interest rates will sort of stay the same due to this new lockdown. Uh, but there, there's a lot of people that think, yeah, it'll just be temporary. Even if they do do it, they'll raise interest rates and then they'll have to drop them back down because they've been coming down 
for years and years and if not decades, really tens of years. So how do we think all of a sudden we're going to turn it back around and start raising interest rates? I think everything's trending down. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Even our parents must keep learning. A lot of them are now sitting on piles of wealth tied up in assets, but have watched their cash deteriorate in a bank account. Maybe they've had bonus bonds or return deposit, and the fact is that they can now actually buy less with the same amount of money. And I explained how that works earlier on in the episode. What about the banks? Well, they'll find a way to benefit, won't they? They'll reloan houses to the same owner. Well, how the hell are they going to do that? Well, look for things like reverse mortgages to start to grow in popularity. What is a reverse mortgage, you say? Well, let's look at Heartland Bank's offering. A reverse mortgage allows people to access some of the equity in their home. With a reverse mortgage, you continue to own and live in your home and community for as long as you choose. Interest is calculated on the outstanding balance and added monthly to your loan. This will allow Kiwis to access more tax-free money by borrowing against assets for longer periods of time. Like we said in week 61, beware, this has worked well for people over the last 40 years with consistently lowering interest rates, but rates could go up and debt servicing can become a burden. The tricky times are just arriving, so keep learning. Just a bit more on the reverse mortgages. So what it means is say you've fully paid off your home but you're sitting on a an asset but you've got no money and you want some money but you want to keep your asset you can effectively borrow a portion of debt against your house again and you'll start paying interest on that debt and when uh, you go to sell you you can clear that debt uh, there's different ways to clear it and, and how it triggers the, the clearing of that including death and who um, who yeah we won't get into that, but it's a product that allows people to use the equity that they've built up in their home and they start to build debt again, which they then need to pay interest on. So something that I think will become more and more popular as the baby boomers want to access some of the equity that they have in their homes. I finished this one, and this is an important lesson for all of us during lockdown, by saying, Hey, I know this has been a long one, but before you go, please support your favourite hospital joint on the other side of Level 4. They get absolutely crushed on Level 4. If you can afford to, jump online and buy some things you need, as per the essential rules, of course, to keep money flowing through the economy, which helps wages plus bills continue to be paid. Be well, Luke. P.S. You're one of 3,341 recipients. Now, why hospital gets smashed in Level 4 lockdowns is that, if you think about it, they don't just turn up on the day and order their food and the meat and the bacon and the eggs and whatnot to cook for you at breakfast. They've got to pre-plan for that and have all that ready to go based on how many people they think are going to hold uh, turn up. So they may need to hold, say, 10 to 20 gram worth of stock that's ready to be cooked. When we throw our country into a quick lockdown, a lot of that food just gets wasted. But unless you can come to an agreement with your supplier there's a high chance that they're going to still make you pay for the entire lot of it and you can't then sell it. So instantly you lose a lot of money because that stock then becomes worthless or expires uh, or can't be sold on. So those types of businesses get absolutely smashed in a level four lockdown. 
So that is why you often see the hospital industry come out with their industry leaders and stuff and, and ask for further support and they're you know, they're they're impacted by this a lot, so they're quite loud. So you can do little things to help them along the way and help those businesses that'll have no money coming in. And that of course helps money flowing through the economy. I think a number of us we come from a place of self interest obviously and so we're just thinking, well, how do I get my wages? And you're all you're worried about is your wage subsidy and whether you're going to get that and whether you're going to get your wages. Well, if you're thinking like that, imagine what a business owner is thinking like. They don't necessarily, they don't only have to pay wages. They have rent to pay. They have the cost of food to pay if they're in hospo, um, the subscriptions, the internet, all those different bills that businesses have. Insurance, it goes on and on. You know, They've got to pay those as well and then try and pay your wages. So, in a time like this, try to not just think about yourself. And I know that it can be hard to train yourself not to, but if you're only thinking about yourself, then you're missing the bigger picture of how an economy actually works, how life actually works, how hard things can be for other people, and you're going to lose a bit of perspective. So it's natural to think about yourself and to protect yourself, but if you can try and notice that thinking and understand that that's not necessarily going to serve you to be the best version of yourself that you can be because your thinking is too small when you're only thinking about yourself. Before we wrap this one up, disclosure, I own small shares of uh, small amounts of shares in Heartland Bank as discussed in early episodes. One of the reasons is for the growth of the above solution, so that's the reverse mortgages uh, that people won't know that they need yet. So what I mean is that a lot of people don't even know that that's an offering, that's a solution, uh, or even that they need it yet. But once that becomes more evident for people, as they sit on piles of assets but want to free up some cash, then I think Heartland Bank's going to have been a good uh, bank to invest in. And this is one of the ways I choose to invest, which I've also explained to you previously. And did you know, to back it up with some data, Heartland Bank revealed that it saw a 39% increase in reverse mortgages in inquiries, so not actually the mortgages, but inquiries, in the first quarter of 2021 compared to the same period last year. Now their financial results are due to come out, so we'll probably find out what the actual jump in those uh, reverse mortgage uptake, well, purchases for people to use them have been. There you go, that is a a very in-depth episode for you for week number 66. I hope you have enjoyed that and I hope you are looking after yourself in this lockdown. Like I said at the start, just going to be highlighting a few of the things that I listened to along the way, different people uh, over the last few years that I find intriguing. And I'd love to hear some of those uh, people and videos that you might have found that you like to refer back to and go and check out that can pump you up at times or that have changed your life for the better or made you uh, get out of a a tough situation they can be very inspiring for other people and that's the beauty of the internet is it allows us to find this information all over the show right look after yourselves out there be well and we'll see you in week number 67
Shit's about to hit the fan, I feel. I'm still walking, still hustling. Still hustling every day like I am not me, like I am not in the position I'm in. Connor, you, uh, you promised this moment from the beginning. Feels familiar. I saw that so clearly. I swear to God, I saw that so clearly, so consistently. Until it just, until it's here in reality. I've been saying this a long time. Um, I'm very confident in in my abilities and what I'm predicting. I'm going to do one. And I back it up. I back I back it up with work ethic. I back it up with hours upon hours of my of time and dedication. I never slip. I never take a second off this game. And that is why I have this tunnel vision, and that is why I'm willing to kill every single man in my path. I feel like I'm only reaching me prime.